Hello, I'm Claire from Wild Ginger Running, the trail and ultra running YouTube channel. And this is the podcast version of my weekly live chat with an athlete, coach or other running expert. The link to the original film on YouTube is in the show notes. Check out my Instagram and YouTube channel for more training advice, inspiration and gear reviews. Everything is Wild Ginger Running and my blog is wildgingerrunning.co.uk. Support me on Patreon if you enjoy this free advice at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Enjoy this podcast and see you next week for more. Hello, good evening everybody and welcome to the live show on Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel. So today a very special guest we have here. She's on day 993 of a running streak. So she's almost at 1,000 days of consecutive running. That's like nearly three years. Um, it's Rav Billan. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clap for myself. No, I'm really yes. happy for you, Claire. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Great to have you here. Um, how are you today? Um, how's your run been today? My run today. Do you know? I actually before I actually had to think for a second. Have I run today? Because it purely depends on my uh, work schedule. Whether I run in the morning or whether I run in the evening. So when you asked me earlier, I was like, actually, I have no idea. Have I run today? Yes, I have definitely run today. Yeah, it was it was all right. Um, I did um, some intervals. So yeah, it was fine. Yep, fantastic. Yeah, and I saw also you had the battle ropes, or maybe that was yesterday because Instagram yeah. stories, um, that that was a 20 hour ago story. So yeah, you were doing the battle ropes, which looked amazing. Yeah, so um, I'm currently doing a bit of a diet and fitness overhaul. Um, you can call it a midlife crisis, maybe. I turned 40 this year, mate. Um, and I can't keep on blaming my uh, my firstborn, who is now 14, <laughs> and the baby weight that I gained then, still on him because, you know, he's way taller than me now. So, and yeah, I, I think I kind of got to a point where I was like, I need to do something. So I signed up to like a 12-week plan and, uh, yeah, eek. Wow. <laughs> so you're doing this as well as you're running every day. Um, <laughs> amazing. battle ropes and doing weights. So I did like a uh, about a 45 minutes um, strength training session this morning with some weights. I probably did about 40 odd minutes with battle ropes yesterday and another workout in the evening. So yeah, it's um, a bit intense. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I've got some great questions for you tonight, including like how do you fit all of this stuff in? Because you are a busy mum who owns her own business. Um, but first I want to rewind the clock um, to just ask you a little bit about when you started running and why, because I was reading an interview with you and it said you hated running at school. So I wanted to just explore that a little bit, why you hated running at school. And then you started running four years ago and you seem to have run every day since. <laughs> so I'm a bit like, uh, I have a bit of a thing that when I start doing something, I can't really stop doing it. Maybe. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I was at school. I wasn't really active. I mean, I was really the little fat kid at school. I've been this height. I'm four foot really? ten. For those of you in the real world who have not met me, <laughs> I'm four foot ten with like trainers on, not trainers, like bare feet. Um, so I am quite small in size. So I've probably been this height since I was about nine in reality, which is why I wear four inch heels to just uh. about everywhere. Um, and that's why I can run in heels. <laughs> ah, cool. So has yeah. some of your run streaking been in heels in like full work gear? <laughs> um, actually, I have run to 
the running awards last year, we almost missed the boat. <laughs> and we ran from Liverpool Street Station to Tower Hill to catch the boat. Um, and that was in four inch red heels. <gasps> yeah, I can do it. <laughs> wow, that is impressive. Really, really impressive. <laughs> I think you've got to add that to your list of things on your CV. <laughs> no, <laughs> can run in heels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, when I was at school, it was, um, I don't know, I just wasn't really interested in sport. I guess because I was a little bit overweight as well, it just didn't seem something that was really, something that I wanted to do, maybe. Mm. Uh, I and sport at school is always about like competitive running, isn't it? It's always about, yeah. oh, we're doing this race now. It's not like about going and running through the woods and going, oh, have a look at that squirrel over there, is it? It's always no, horrible at, at school. Well, actually, uh, I tell you, I feel like some of my PE teachers were a little bit mean at times as well, especially oh, yeah. at school. <laughs> primary school. It's all fun because it's all rounders and like beanbags and things that you throw at each other and stuff, and it's fine. You get to secondary school and suddenly you've got to be a little bit grown up, and uh, things like the hurdles. And I'm not being funny. Hurdles are standard wise. I may as well have been like long jumping over them with like, a stick or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like a pole vault for you. Yeah, massively. It was just, oh, I could, I used to hate it. And so obviously I'd end up knocking them all over before running them. But trying to charge at something, you know, you're going to rock. Anyway, yeah, PE lessons weren't very fun. Yeah. Um, almost being slightly mocked in every lesson. Oh. So you kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, roll your yeah. eyes. You know, this can happen. Um, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so, so what made you change four years ago to then start running then if you've had such a like a, a, a negative relationship with with running and sport? Um, I did want to start getting um, I did want to start. You know, this is the thing when you do stuff live, you have people that walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Who, who's um, just walked in? Tell us who's there. just walked in to pick a kids up. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, so four years ago, I just, I guess it just happens with all of us, doesn't it? You feel like you need to start getting a little bit fitter, a little bit more about, you start caring about how you look, maybe, I don't know. I was going through a career change at the time as well, so I guess it just, everything suddenly started to fit into place. The kids were a bit older, um, they were all at school, so there was, a, you know, I wasn't doing nappies and all sorts of other stuff anymore. Suddenly there was a little bit of time in the day that allowed us to do stuff. So me and my mum joined a gym and um, we went to a hotel gym, which is local to us here. But it meant that it was very quiet after nine o'clock. We didn't really see anyone. And that for me was perfect. I didn't want to see people. Mm. And I didn't want people to see me in anything that was remotely Lycra-esque either. Um, so yeah, so I started running on the treadmill a little bit there, almost like an unofficial couch to 5k of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, slowly got up to 5k and felt quite good about it, started documenting it. That's when I joined Instagram originally because I just used it as, I didn't tell anyone that I was on there, I don't know why, I just felt like I needed a separate account that was nothing to do with work, that was just purely to do with trying to get fit. Um, yeah, and it just started from there, really. And then I had uh, a family member who was losing weight, but was a bit mean towards me about like how I looked and stuff, um, and said that all of my effort in the gym was basically wasted because I still looked the same. Oh, great! Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for the support there, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. So yeah, he wasn't very nice, and it. But it bit 
and it bit me because elements of it were true mm-hmm. you know I think when someone says something to you um, that perhaps has an element of truth in it it slightly hurts a little bit yeah and, um, yeah I was going to the gym and I was doing a bit of a running and I was doing a bit of weights and I was doing a bit of something else and the cross trainer and a bit of sitting and watching a movie while I'm doing this bike but really was I pushing myself no and you know it, there's difference isn't it we go to the gym and I was faffing around and I was taking selfies and I was doing all the other stuff and texting a few mates in between <laughs> you know so out of that hour gym session I probably was only working out for say 40 minutes of it um, and I wasn't pushing myself really hard um so yeah I, I kind of felt like okay I need to do something and then I actually wanted to prove him wrong and so there's there's something naturally inbuilt in me that the minute that someone says I can't do something yeah. um, the minute that I kind of think actually do you know what I'm going to prove you wrong now and um, I'm going to do this I'm going to do it the hard way so I started running outside but if I um, if I could almost show you what I had worn then it was the biggest tent style t-shirt you can possibly imagine. Um, the cap that I wore, I wore every single day on every single run. Um, I ran very late. In fact, on my Instagram post, there is the very first run documented that I, d- I did outside. But that one wasn't so late. It was just very a very quiet Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, but as much as I didn't want anyone to see me, then I started running in the dark. So very, very early in the morning. So this is why I don't, I'm not scared of the dark. So I know a lot of people fear running in the dark. I actually really love it. And I don't feel, have this fear factor of, oh my gosh, it's dark, I can't go outside. I just think, oh, it's dark, that's brilliant. You know, it, very few people can see you when you're, I mean, yeah. not that it bothers me so much now. <laughs> and now I'm like in your face and now try and get me out of your face. Now. <laughs> now we have the other problem. She's everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, your pictures yeah. are great though. Like those sunset pictures that you put, you put a lot of sunset pictures on Twitter. It's just lovely to see them. Yeah. Or are they sunrise? Are you, are you an both. early riser? Both. Both. Yeah. yeah. I'm both. Yeah. Um, sunrise is my favourite, uh, purely because I think there's something very magical in the air. So when the sun starts to rise, the sky just changes in front of you, and you can't explain that feeling to anybody else. So unless, and I always call it a privilege. So if you get to witness sunrise, I believe it's a privilege and I, it's almost a, a bit meditative at times because it makes you stop and it makes you pause, it makes you reflect. There's something a bit spiritual about it maybe. Yeah, I totally um, agree with you. And I think running at sunrise, not that I ever motivate myself to get up at that hour, maybe in the winter, but like there's something about it that's really special about running before most people have got up. Um, and if you were to see one more runner, you'd be like, hi, and you'd be like sharing this special secret time together. Yeah, I've, I've run to um, a spot that's um, here in Leicestershire. Um, it's the second highest peak, and I've ran there twice at sunrise now. And you do see the odd crazy nutter, like me, but I've gone up there at sunrise, and it's always a runner. Um, and it's just quite, you know, you almost silently stand there at the same time appreciating the view. You just take it all in. It's, it's actually really, yeah, it's really nice. 
Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? It's just really good. And and there's lots of people here that are huge fans of yours now that you are on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. And I just want to give you a little taste of who's watching just now because we've got tons of people and they're all um, they all want to say hi. <laughs> um, so I'll just do a few little shout outs and then um, then we'll go on to like why you love running and why, why you love trail running in particular as well because I've seen some good pictures on there. Um, so first of all, Amanda Armstrong says, um, uh, hi everyone. Uh, she's she was the first to put her high so she's very proud of herself for that <laughs> uh, Matt H says hi everyone um, Conrad says greetings from Michigan so he's watching all the way from America um, Peter Krauthaufer says hello from foggy Vienna um, Paul Feely says hi everyone Abby Norman's here as well she's done the high five thing um, Tobbs is here as well he says hi Nigel says hello and Guy sends his apologies but he's asked me to send hi, say hi to everyone so Guy can't make it tonight but he wanted to say hi to you anyway um, <laughs> Carl Southgate is watching from the mountains of the Pyrenees in his camper van Ooh. amazing um, Tony Madsen says hello as well um, Carl also says he's been in a midlife crisis for the last few years so yeah nothing to worry about there <laughs> and um uh, run simon run that simon gerhardt on twitter oh, yes, he's I, watching. I, I absolutely adore simon <laughs> he's lovely isn't he and he just he's got a question that's going to come up later as well yeah, and he said i should have known that simon would have one. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's got a really good question it's like towards the end of the questioning um and uh, towards the end of the interrogation <laughs> <laughs> and um he says hello everyone and a big hi to rav and like he's a super fan of yours um and he says he's rearranged his life to be here at the live broadcast today oh, do you know what? i'm a huge fan of simon so actually <laughs> hearing that the other way around yeah oh yeah well maybe he'll be sitting in this seat sometime next year and yeah. we can chat to him and you can do the same <laughs> um so we've got richard gross he says ciao from the north of italia wow i've got a real international audience here nadia federman she's in switzerland um wow. joseph buchan from uh gb um G uh, G bot runs. Um, I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. Um, and Adrian Camillari is watching from Malta. Oh, it's an international stellar class. Stellar class today. Stephen Mackey, he's in Scotland. He says four foot nine. I bet if you wore one of my running tops, no one would see you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I got my running top from uh, the London Marathon, which we'll go on to at some point later. Oh my goodness, it came through and it was large. Now, I mean, I'm an extra small at best. Um, at this thing was like, I could have worn it as a proper dress. It was huge. It was wow. just the biggest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, maybe we should start rocking them as dresses. But I just found out um, there's a really cool lady called Jin's Running Stitch and she can make um, little teddy bears out of race t-shirts. So you just give her like one race t-shirt that you don't really want to wear. And she makes it yeah. into a teddy bear and all the logos are like across the teddy bear or on its foot. Oh, and she does a really nice job. Idea. It's really lovely. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, back to you then, Rav. Um, why, why do you love running? Like it's clear from all your social media and the fact that you've nearly run for a thousand days consecutively. <laughs> I hate yeah, I, hate <laughs> I just love torture. But yeah, why, why do you love it? And, and in particular, because this is a trail and ultra running channel, like why the trails? Um, you've got beautiful pictures on Instagram. So yeah, why, why running? Why trail running? Um, gosh. Yeah, I am very, very, very lucky because where I live, it is beautiful. 
Um, I am surrounded, literally, my village is surrounded by fields and woodland. Uh, I've got a woods right behind my house. So you look out of the window at the back and you just see trees. You don't see anything else. Um, I just lovely. love scenery. And I have to admit, until I started running, I actually didn't know where we lived. You know, um, I, I got in the car and I drove to wherever I needed to go. And I've, I've recently discovered so many places that are local to me. Um, I just think when you run, especially like trail running in particular, A, I find trail running really therapeutic. I don't know if, if some of uh, some of your uh, viewers probably don't know a lot about my history, but I, you know, generally have, and all of the races that I've done are generally road races. Um, but most of my weekend runs, where I get a little bit more time, I try and explore the local fields and trails, and I absolutely adore it. There's a sense of adventure you get when you when you run. It just makes you feel really alive. But trail running in particular, especially the local woods that we've got, again, it's going to sound a little bit perhaps cheesy, but there's something a little bit spiritual about running in an old woodland mm. where literally you can hear silence. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm literally surrounded 24-7 by the phone, by emails, by inter having to interact with people all of the time. So if I'm not with people then I'm online talking to people. Um, so for me, it's literally the only time where it's completely quiet and you can hear everything around you. And I don't know, it gives you a whole new appreciation of nature as well. Yeah, it's so peaceful, isn't it? And you can very much really so. feel like you escape. Yeah, yeah, it's very much an escapism. I think it, it makes you feel like you've been transported into like a mini universe, which, and it almost feels like it's a secret and no one else knows about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially. No, yeah. So I always say that, I mean, I, I live an incredibly public life online. Uh, people know what I choose to share with everyone, but you know, I do have a lot of posts and I put up a lot and I share a lot about what I'm doing a lot of the time. However, despite all of that, there are times where, although I'm incredibly positive and upbeat and quite happy a lot of the time, I am like everybody else. I do get sad and I do get upset and there are frustrations. And I have to admit, the only place where I feel completely at ease and normal is this, it's really silly. I run to this place local to me. It's like a local water source. Um, and I call it my happy place. And I'll go there and I'll go there when I'm feeling euphorically happy. But I'll also go there when I'm feeling a little bit sad. And it's probably the only place I allow myself to cry. But I always say that, you know, I've left my tears here. And I've, I've unloaded whatever it is that's going on, whatever's uh, playing on my mind at the time. I just offload it into the water and then it's done. Yeah. And then really, when I come home, I'm just feeling a million times better and in reality nothing's happened <laughs> nothing's changed <laughs> you've added to the water <laughs> water source <laughs> yeah me, really add to the water source so i can cry when i want to cry i can really cry yeah um, it's good for you yeah. it's a good stress reliever running and crying yeah get it all out <laughs> no sees and it's just done yeah it's done. Um, sweating yeah. from the eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I just think um trail running for me in particular it's just a very 
uh, it's good for the soul. Definitely. It's soul food. I know it's very cheesy to say that, but there is. Oh, no, that's a great way of saying it. It's like brown bread, isn't it? Like a real big, nice chunk of brown it's really bread. really good for you. If you're, yeah. uh, I, I get the, the whole need for speed with road running. Uh, and I do enjoy road running. Or, you know, I do a lot of it, but there is something completely Oops. lovely. I love the guest. I've left, I left the door slightly ajar and the cat wants feeding. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I, I really love that. I love that you love trail running. Um, and you only live in Leicester and Leicester's like literally there on my map. So um, we'll have to meet up when, when we're allowed. <laughs> we'll have to yeah, do some stuff definitely. together. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so, yeah, so now we know why you started running and why you love running. We need to find out about the streak. So we've got a first question from one of my patrons. It's Conrad, um, who is listening right now. Um, so he wants to know, like, what was the motivation or, like, the mental switch that just clicked um, uh, when you went from not doing any running, he's called it, like, like you went from wearing your slippers in front of the telly or whatever it was to running shoes like what why why did you start doing a streak did you always think oh I'm gonna run a thousand times oh gosh or no what, I didn't what even know start? I genuinely didn't know that such a thing as run streaking even existed and I'm gonna sound really silly when I say this now I actually didn't think we were allowed to run every day yeah well most people don't do they they like take a rest day yeah i mean I, I went into this really blindly like i had you know how like now when we went into lockdown now the first time not second time yeah when we were allowed to go out for like an hour to exercise or whatever it was that we all were trying to interpret those rules for you could see all who the you could see who the newbie runners were you could identify a newbie runner purely because you have no idea what you're doing you're wearing all the wrong gear because you're probably wearing your old trainers that you've had for like 12 years um, yeah and jogging yeah. bottoms jogging <laughs> i used to bottoms. run in jogging bottoms you know like with a flare on them <laughs> and oh, they used no. to get wet and then drag <laughs> uh, I, I didn't no my, mine actually had like an elastic around the ankle oh, i was a little bit little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah nonetheless it was it was quite tragic um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I think there was this whole element of um, just thinking, I, I need to do something, you know, I need to get myself fit. I actually started running a couple of times a week, and then it built up to sort of three, four times a week. I had started running just before, I think, my 36th birthday outside, um, and it was May. And, you know, you start running in sort of May, June time, and it's beautiful outside. And then I started noticing these sunrises, and every day I'd try and get up a little bit earlier to just see the sky change colour. And it just became, a, a, I felt like I was chasing sunrise a lot of the time, because it, obviously sunrise at that time of the year is getting earlier and earlier, so I was waking up earlier and earlier. Um, yeah, then I started to run to fundraise for um, a little girl who was very special to me. Um, called Isabella. Um, she was the niece of a very close friend of mine. And uh, yeah, they needed some help to fundraise for her treatment because she was suffering with um, a really rare form of cancer called mm. neuroblastoma. Mm. Izzy became, uh, how can I put it, a really huge part of my journey. Um, 
Sorry. That's okay. It's an emotional subject. It sounds like she was very close to your heart. And, you know, part of the reason you do this is for her. And yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure this is amazing. And I'm sure your friend is just so thankful for you. Well, she just came into my life out of nowhere. And I called her my little angel. Because although everyone thought I was helping her, in reality, I was going through a bit of a crazy period in my own life and she helped me I mean she was going through I mean she was in remission she'd gone through cancer treatments several times she'd been in remission loads of times since she was three I met her just before she turned 11 and she was just this bright spark this bundle of like positive energy I just can't explain to you she's she was the most amazing little human I have ever met in my entire life uh, we'd Snapchat each other a lot, and we'd uh, I'd meet her in hospital. She'd come and see me when she was out. Yeah, she was just... So anyway, yeah, I started running to fundraise for Izzy. Yeah. I uh, set myself a little challenge of doing 65 5Ks in 12 weeks. Wow. And when you're new to running, that's five, roughly about five times a week um, for 12 weeks. And if you've never really ran much, so if I'd started in May... I think this was around July time that I decided, or September, I can't remember, I decided to do this challenge for her. It just got me used to running a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, running every day. Well, it wasn't quite every day. It was five oh. times-ish a week. Uh, because don't forget, at this point, I'm still thinking we're not allowed to run every day. Yes. So I just assumed we had to take a rest day. And slowly, whilst I was on Instagram, because my Twitter was very much work, um but whereas my instagram was all running people i just found runners and started following them and they were all taking rest days so i just assumed this is the rule book that runners follow i don't know what i'm doing so we have to take a rest day and then i finished the challenge for izzy the first time and it was just before christmas and everyone i knew was doing red january okay so i was like oh quite fancy this thing of you're allowed to run every day for a yeah. month i love this idea so I started a few days before everybody else, and then I finished a few days after everyone else. And I think it was 37 or 39 days, I can't remember. I always get it wrong. I'm sure I've misquoted it again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I did that, and I really enjoyed running every day. And, you know, I was running in January, so it is dark, it is frosty, there is ice, there are winds. Just everything that every element that can come at you was coming at me. <laughs> yeah, if you could do it every day in January, you can do it every day and every other month, can't you? Really? <laughs> yeah. And then I met this guy in my village uh, who would always run at the same time as me, but we'd pass each other in opposite directions. <laughs> um, and he was called in my head. He was called Man with Dog, but his real name is Scott, and his dog is called Milo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bad dog. I'm a really good friend now, and he was basically on the approach to run his run streak 1000 so we were laughing about this the other day that actually i'm telling this story several times over but this is around the time that me and him became friends and he said oh well why don't you join me uh and do a 100 day run streak and then i'll reach day 1000 and you'll reach day 100 and i was like yeah. are you having a laugh I, i'm not being funny i can't do 50 days how am i going to do 100 and he went go on I bet you can do it and it sounded a bit impossible so well, anything that sounds a little bit impossible is normally me going yes I'm yes. gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> definitely 
Um, so yeah, I started running every day, got to like day 50 and was really surprised that actually felt okay. All right, then I'll, I'll, I'll do a hundred days and I'll, I'll see, get to day 100. This will be a really big achievement. Did a big announcement on Instagram. And once you've put it on Instagram or Twitter, you have to do it because yeah. you know, that's the rules. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I got to day 100 and it felt like this is okay. So I have carried on and uh, yeah, I'm still here because it got to day 200 and then it's like, oh, you may as well do a year. Yeah. But for like a year and it was like, oh, my, I'm so close to like day 400 now. I may yeah. as well get to 400. And then before you know it, it's just escalated and I've been very lucky that pretty much every milestone I've had from 500, apart from the one that we had in May, which was 800, every 100 anniversary milestone I've had, um, I've run with friends and we've been able to celebrate sort of in a, in a really lovely way. But we call it Run With Rav, so ah. a bit of a mini viral thing where I encourage all of my friends that are virtual to run with me wherever they are across the globe. Ah. Um, and everyone, as long as they use my hashtag Run With Rav, uh, we've normally got between sort of 250 to 300 people sort of globally running wow. with me. Yeah, that's like, incredible. That's a really wonderful thing. And and I was thinking, oh, you can't really run with that many people when you celebrate your next your thousand in like a week's time because um, of lockdown and households mixing and stuff. But if it's virtual, then that's great. We yes. could all do it. Let's all do it. I'll do it with you. You will. You <laughs> yeah, will. I will do it. Um, so um, I, there's, a, there's a couple of people who've put on the live chat here. Um, if you run 10 kilometers a day for 4,016 days, that's the circumference of the earth. Did you well, know that? I actually didn't know that. I mean, I have a minimum of 5K a day that I have to do, but that's just a stupid little rule that I've created for myself. <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to say, because you've done the London Marathon, you've done marathons, you've done half marathons within this, you're doing your battle ropes and your strength and your everything. I was going to say, do you have like a, a minimum amount? That you, yeah, do you, because it's could the loop you just of do a village. mile? No, I've never, I, I, because I used to do the loop of the village, and I do still every now and again, but it's 5k, so it just makes sense. Yes yeah it re that does and you've just got to do that one thing and and i suppose i was thinking about this earlier it just makes life very simple like you there's no decision to be made shall i run or shall i not run you just always have to run the question is merely how far so yeah it's that's that's really interesting and conrad here says um he's really wowed with your answer he just loved what you were talking about earlier about your motivation he was saying that's an amazing answer your running is wrapped with true depth and feeling um mine is mostly a leave my troubles on the trail thing uh, thank you for that from conrad so oh, thank yeah. you. for the over emotion i, I it's not over emotion that's a difficult <laughs> subject to talk about it's that's very appropriate emotion i would say <laughs> I would definitely say. And Maeve O'Reilly says, my 10-year-old and I ran a mile a day for 165 days. We were aiming for the whole year, but on day 166, we forgot. How oh, sad. No. <laughs> so she wants to know how you remember to run again. How, sorry, how you remember to run every day. They're going to try again in January to do, um, they're going to try again for their whole year of running every day. Uh yeah, so it really helps when you use some form of uh, 
running device to record your runs. So all of my runs for the run streak and before are all on Strava. Um, I used to use the Nike running app like from before. That helps. So often I do have to sometimes, often, sometimes I have to check. Have I run today? I don't know. Not, not yeah, like today. You're like, like oh, today, do I need to go out after I've spoken to Claire? <laughs> I know. And then I was like, did I? Oh, well, because sometimes I do run really, really late. Um, but yeah, no, I, I sometimes have to look through my phone. Have I taken pictures of random streets at peculiar hours? Yes, I have. I've been <laughs> running today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I don't think it's, it's, a, it's a very much a conscious thing. I do have to sit down and think, yep. Yeah, what did I do this morning? What was my plan for today? Oh, yeah, I know I have run. Or no, I've got to run. It actually does. It sounds silly. It sits in the back of my head. So especially on a very busy, busy day, a bit like the time when we were at the running show, my most stressful points are days like those where you're up and you've got to be somewhere very early so you can't do a morning run and then you're there till very, very late and therefore yeah. you are talking about out of the 24 hours you've literally got about, 45 minutes to run yeah yeah that it is yeah. hard to run uh, ironically the hardest day of the year to run was the running show <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should have just jogged on the spot whilst you spoke to people you know I actually said to Anna from the running channel because she was she was she'd organized a run there yeah. and I was thinking like if I could have spent the day a little bit sweaty I genuinely would have ran with her that morning and got it done yeah but yeah yeah um or you could have uh, got a treadmill uh you know like there were some treadmill things there going on wasn't there stand. yeah we had those nordic trainer treadmill things those yeah those crazy things that they were using there oh yeah you could have done that for your 5k oh good thinking <laughs> yeah but still the sweatiness yeah you're right you'd have to go for a shower after yeah so what's the latest time that you've ever run then? Have you ever run like uh, the hour before midnight kind of thing, like 11pm? Yeah, around the running show time, I think I left the house around half 10, quarter to 11. Uh, and then my 5k was about half an hour. So yeah, it's quite late when I got back. Although yeah. then I do sometimes think, uh, I know some of my run street friends um, have got, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, some of my run street friends have done runs where they run one just before 11 and then they'll run another one just after 12 or just after midnight. So you get like a, the, the double effect. A double. Oh. Yeah, get almost a 24-hour break. Yeah, a, t a good technique, a good technique. Um, yeah, I was wondering that before, but I thought, nah, no one's silly enough to run it of half midnight. No, no one wants no, to do No, they do. A lot of the boys I know that are run streakers do it every now and again. Yeah. Ah, so there's like a clan of you then, is there? Yeah, really, there's clan. a whole tribe of us. I yeah. and I've been accused of being a bad influence, so, <laughs> um, and I am. Uh, but for all of the right things, rather than for all of the wrong things. Yeah. If you hang out with me. I will convince you. You can do things that you probably are teetering on. Should I? Should I not do it? No, you will do it because yeah. I'll convince you it's a really good idea. Yeah. But um, this week. I've got a friend, I've never met him, but he's a he's a he's a Twitter friend and he was like, I really want to run a marathon. And I'm like, okay. Well, here's the link. I found one I really want to run next year. Let's do it together. And Yay. Like, uh, okay. And I was like, sign up now. Because if you don't sign up now, you won't do it. So now I was just like, 
oh my god what have you done you've made me so <laughs> yeah yeah well he shouldn't have been silly enough to say it to you <laughs> you're like a, a doer like a maker happener person um Actually, yes. <laughs> but yeah so that that's really interesting how how many people would you say like in the uk are doing running speaks right now like have you got a bit of a feel for the extent to which this community exists is there a facebook group Okay, I don't know if there's a Facebook group, um, <laughs> and if there was, I probably wouldn't be part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't really use Facebook for that okay. reason. Um, but yeah, no, if there is an International Run Streakers Association, oh. so if you've got a run streak for over a year, then you can join. Oh. Um, but I think within my own Twitter circles, uh, my Instagram circles, I am probably friends with about 30 or 40 run streakers but there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them yeah we're all crazy little tribe of like crazy folk yeah it's amazing um like loads of people are like like conrad's like i love the double run in the middle of the night and uh, Stuart passmore says in canada you are forced to run or you freeze <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i can imagine actually in canada <laughs> yeah yeah especially this time of year um but a lot of people, the main question that I got asked from a lot of my patrons, at least four different people, um, have asked about the whole injury and illness question. Because obviously, you thought, like, we all think, oh, we're not really supposed to run every day. And so we all go, oh, my goodness, if somebody's run every day for like three years. So Florence wants to know how you avoid injury. Kelly wants to know how you you know deal with these niggles before they become injuries conrad wants to know how you recover like surely there's days when you're like you you know you've just done the london marathon for example and then the next day surely that's going to be difficult like how do you recover do you do other stuff like yoga and stuff and um adrian camillari has sent a huge list of questions which i will oh i will then ask you but he also asked about the injury side of things as well so so yeah are you just really lucky or do you actively manage uh, not getting injured even though you're running every day um well i there hasn't uh, there hasn't been a time where i've been injury free the entire point so um yeah, I've had uh, a fever once where it got quite bad. Um, and I remember doing that run and feeling really foolish afterwards because I probably shouldn't have. I, I was sick and I really just needed my bed. But because I am stubborn and stupid, I went out and I ran. But I ran very slowly, took lots and lots of breaks. But I sweated a lot. and. I genuinely just wasn't very well, but it was just one of those bugs that had to get out of the system. So yeah, that because I ran that day, it kept the streak alive, but that was a very, me being very stubborn and silly. Um, and then I've hurt my knee quite a few times. In fact, even now, today I'm wearing a knee strap on my knee, on my left knee. Um, when I ran, when I was training for the London Marathon the first time around uh, in February, I'd reached mile 15 in my training and something just didn't feel right in my knee. Um, and I just thought, oh, it's just it's just a bit of a niggle. The next day I could barely walk, uh, let alone run. But by the evening, it sort of, I'd put loads of ice on it, I'd elevated it, done all of the things that textbook stuff tell you to do. And it was all right enough. And bizarrely, it didn't hurt as much to run on it 
but it had to walk on it. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. It wow. Strange. It must have just been something to do with the impact. So I ran on grass rather than on the pavement just to make it very soft. And again, lots of stop starts. So yeah, I do think I have been very, very, very lucky that I haven't encountered as many injuries as some people. I also think I'm very stubborn and and stupid, and I also <laughs> ignore a lot of niggles. So if they're there, I'll do what I can to manage them. But sometimes I'll also mask it with you know, and, and you shouldn't do. But I think I don't acknowledge that it exists as a niggle. Yeah. Do you like do like a specific stretching routine or anything or some yoga or do you own one of, you know, like a massage gun or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, just before we started the marathon, so just before the run up to London, the one thing everyone was scaring me about, because uh, I hadn't run a marathon until the virtual London marathon this year, uh, was everyone was saying, you're going to really suffer the next day after doing the marathon there is no way you'll be able to walk down the stairs properly you won't be able to go to work you'll have to like how are you going to do the run streak it's not possible your legs are going to be dead so I thought okay well I'm going to do everything that's not in my control I can't control how my body's going to react I haven't been through a marathon I don't know I just know that when I've run up to 22 miles I've been fine the next day so unless something really crazy happens in the last four miles of that race that break me I don't understand what anyway so I thought okay control the controllable so my business side comes in and I thought right I'm going to go and get a massage gun so I bought a massage gun and literally used it the night before used it after I'd come back from doing the marathon and the next day this is sound really silly so my habit is I don't know about like everybody else but I run down the stairs when I get up in the morning I don't walk downstairs I have a really bad habit of running downstairs <laughs> I ran down the stairs was in the kitchen was doing I think sandwiches for the kids for school and it suddenly occurred to me that I shouldn't have been able to do that yeah because not, I yeah I'd not based on everybody what they were saying yeah so um yeah I think the massage gun massively helped with recovery yeah but that's only been very recent um I've never used a foam roller I probably wouldn't know what to do with one if I had one in the first place um I do do yoga, but normally in the middle of a run, and I'm because I like to do yoga in beautiful places. I normally run and then get to the location I want to do some stretches at, do some stretches, and then run back. So it's not really a post run, it's not every day. It's just if the weather and the scenery and the mindset is correct, then I'll bust out some yoga moves. Um, otherwise no I'm really I wish there was a magic thing I could say to people because I do get asked it often yeah what stretches do you do and I'm like uh like zero like nothing (laughs) but I think a lot of people you know like the reason that you wouldn't be able to run at the London Marathon is if you like proper beasted it and you were trying for some kind of crazy pb when that whereas yeah whereas if you're just going along and you're running steadily and you're you know having a nice time taking your time and not killing yourself then yes you can run the next day like you're yeah. in it for the long haul aren't like, you uh, four hours 31 and that oh, was that's very fast the, well i was it was fast for me um i was quite happy with that yeah that's definitely um, a great time yeah yeah for yeah. a first marathon i was quite pleased. 
Yeah, that's awesome. 4.30. Brilliant. And um, I thought it was really interesting that I read on one interview that you don't really believe in, in running failures. They, they were asking you the question, like, when have you ever sort of failed with running? And you were like, well, I don't really believe in running failures. So can you just outline your sort of ethos on that to inspire us all? Um, and I mean this in generally in life, so it's not just running. And when I say I don't believe in failure, because there's such a negative connotation attached to failure, it's kind of like you drop all your, you know, you drop everything and you kind of lie on the floor and you're just all in like worries me and it's all sad. And it's, um, that's not what we do, you know, even in life, we encounter things that, yes, we don't succeed at the first time or that things don't work out the right time at that point in time well either they're not meant for us or actually we learn and we learn to do it better so perhaps we didn't do it right properly the first time and we learn something so that's why i don't really view it as a failure so even when i'm running say for example when i was experimenting with fueling uh, for example on the lead up to the london marathon and I was looking at what fueling I could use, what should I eat the night before, what things are playing havoc with my tummy, what things are keeping me going for longer. I don't use gels, for example. Um, you know, uh, do I need water? Do I need electrolytes? What What is this crazy stuff that all these scientific real runners are talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I could have seen, I, I tried a few things and I could have found those were potentially, in some people's eyes, were failures. But no, actually, I felt like, no, I know now, next time, not to do that. So I'll actually, I've learned something. So it can't be a negative because you've some there's a positive that's come out of it. Yeah, a lot of people use that an acronym, don't they? Uh, it's called FAIL, and it goes first attempt in learning. So yeah. rather than it being, oh, my God, you failed, it's just the first time you've done it and you shouldn't yeah. expect to succeed. So like, um, I don't know if you know John Kelly, he did this grand round where he wanted to run to all of the three major classic um, mountain rounds in the UK, like Paddy Buckley, then John and Bob Graham and then Charlie Ramsey and cycle between them. And the first time that he set off to do it, he um, he quit just before he well just not long after he'd started cycling towards Scotland so he did two rounds cycled between them and then stopped um and then like this year he managed to do it so yeah he didn't beat himself up and go oh my god I I did the wrong thing I failed oh my god he was just like well this is obviously a very good challenge because I couldn't do it the first time it's obviously a, a great challenge and uh I'm gonna go for it again it's just a, yeah. a really good learning respect the challenge that you come across mm. as well so sometimes we underestimate the challenges that we've got. And perhaps it isn't even the first or the second or the third attempt that we get it right. But if it means enough to you and you really want to do it, you'll find a way to do it. Yeah. And you have obviously found a way to run for almost a thousand days straight. <laughs> it's amazing. So I, there's a quite a lot of people who are um, they're, they're, they're quite concerned about the the potential end of this challenge. So first, we need to know, Becky says, um, my question is whether she has a plan to break the streak on purpose, like at day 1000, or are you just going to keep going as long as possible? Um, I never, I got, I actually got DM'd about this, about, um, I would probably say I've had about 80 or 90 DMs asking me this exact question in the last week by various different people. Yeah, it's the question, isn't it? Is she no, going to continue? <laughs> I know, it's probably because the number is getting closer and closer to a thousand, so people are suddenly click, like, oh my gosh, 
something might happen and it's a bit like do you remember when like the year 2000 oh, yeah um, the millennium bug <laughs> the millennium bug was going to happen well i think we've had covid so we've kind of had <laughs> yeah oh imagine that would have been a beautiful oh. irony <laughs> 2000 and covid <laughs> i know but i think um i never set out I, I don't set out to do things for them to finish and them to end i think there will come a time naturally i'm not completely unrealistic I know that there will come a day where my body says actually Rab you can't do it anymore or I perhaps will sustain an injury or through ill health or through life and circumstance we don't know what's going to happen around us do we things may happen that require me to stop um, and as much as that will break me to a point inside a little bit I will be sad I'm not going to lie I will, I will cry <laughs> go to your special place and add the water sweat through the eyes <laughs> exactly but um actually if i look back and i think i've been doing a lot of reflection recently about the journey that i've had so far that actually i've had the most amazing experience over the last 1000 days um i'm truly blessed i have met some amazing people uh made some beautiful friends um <laughs> Yeah, seen some things and visited some places and ran in the most amazing locations across the world. You know, I've been lucky. I've been able to continue the run streak when I've been on holiday. Um, but yeah, I, I, there are no plans to finish on day 1000 unless something forces me to. Like a broken leg or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might be difficult, but I'm fair <laughs> to I could balance it on a, on a skateboard or something. <laughs> yeah, I have thought about Just this. Hop along. <laughs> Yeah. for six weeks while it heals that would be very, that would be even more impressive to be honest um but rich simpson has suggested something for day 1001 if you are if you are going to finish he says um on day 1001 are you going for a bike ride instead you know maybe mix it up a bit wink <laughs> ah, i would love to um but no i'm not there are no plans to finish the run streak. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, Simon Gerhardt's question is redundant. He says, yay, Rav is one of the most positive and upbeat people I have ever met. <laughs> this is sure to be a cracker. Oh, the cat needs to be fed. <laughs> he keeps coming to say hello. I'll just hold him here for a second while I read this question. Um, he, she is the, one of the most positive and upbeat people I have ever met. This is sure to be a cracker. I'm hastily rearranging my diary so I can watch live. The main question from me is, how has Rav prepped psychologically for when the streak isn't there anymore? It will leave a big gap in her life, whether it ends abruptly or Rav chooses an end date for it. How is she preparing for that? And will she replace it with another equally epic challenge? Oh my goodness people already want to know well, what you're going to do yeah. next <laughs> very very good question Simon actually and I think that's only because Simon knows what I'm like <laughs> so um yeah me being me I like to control the controllable so we're going back to what we talked about earlier and one thing I, I can't control when it ends but what I can do is I can start to psychologically prepare for this point in time where potentially it will end and kind of and I think that's where this whole reflection side has been coming from um, I've got a great friend um, who's my uh, Twitter winter challenge uh, captain his name's Paul Davey he should be watching right now <laughs> um, he's my team tornado captain and he was on a run streak that was about two weeks behind mine and through work circumstances 
um, it was like on day 900 and something, he's had to stop his. Oh, no, not on day yeah. 900 and something. That's so yeah. annoying, isn't it? It was. And actually watching how he's been since, how he, you know, it's, it's made me realise that watching someone who's so close to me like him go through it and be so positive and so upbeat and actually appreciate the incredible journey that he's been on and then actually say, you know, I'm really lucky. I've actually experienced and done something pretty awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's rubbish that it's ending, but the journey has been magnificent. Mm. And let's celebrate those, you know, milestones that we've done. And he's, you know, he's so positive and upbeat now. I think, yes, Rav will survive without a run streak. Uh, yeah, will, will I do something else afterwards? I don't know. I don't think I can answer that just yet. Yeah, I bet you will. And that's a really good excuse for everybody to start following you on Instagram and Twitter to see what you do next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've just realised that Adrian has sent a ton of questions. Like, literally, he says questions, loads. And I have I have only answered the injury part of them. So um, he just quickly, because we've had, we've had 50 minutes now, so I just... I just need to ask you quickly all his questions he wants to know how are your feet um yeah how are your feet first of all they're actually really pretty and um, i oh. don't have runner's feet so um yeah I, I have all my toenails if that's what everyone's asking and they are fully intact i look after my feet quite a lot anyway yeah so, Paint, painted day, nice painted nails they're red so yes <laughs> lovely okay i think we need to see a picture of those on instagram in the future as well like maybe on day a thousand you could say these are the feet of a person who's run a thousand <laughs> runs <laughs> yeah and um and he says does she have some sort of strava badge that is hers and hers alone because if not there should be one. Oh no i am just one of lots of people who have run you know have run almost a thousand days and um, i've got quite a few friends that are running over a thousand days at the moment with active run streaks so uh i'm not really unique i'm not doing anything unique i think all i'm doing is i just make a loud noise about everything that i do my motion <laughs> yeah. is really good and it's really on point <laughs> yeah well it's good it's good it's really inspiring i think it's wonderful um uh, he wants to know if you've got any chafing um like like because you don't get the chance to sort of necessarily let things heal like have you had have you had any chafing issues at all no only when i first started running longer distances training for the london marathon um but yeah no other than that once i realized that actually just vaseline up everywhere that looks like it's gonna be a bit of a problem it's fine <laughs> and it's all good 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 and um do you wear minimal shoes or maximal shoes um, what does like, that even mean? Well, oh, it's like how much cushioning is in your shoes? Have you got like, you know, like the, the trend for yeah. barefoot shoes or do you have like a real yeah. big wedge? Um, they're just like normal Nike trainers. So yeah, um, but Nike trainers, I mean, generally are quite cushioned anyway. So I'll probably say they're more cushioned. Yeah. more comfy. They're not anything like barefoot trainers. <laughs> cool. Okay. We're getting through these questions here. Um, oh, he wants to know, what do your family think of your streak? Are they supportive or do they think you are nuts? <laughs> they think I'm mad. <laughs> they think I'm mad. <laughs> no, they are quite supportive. Uh, I don't think you can do something like this if, if you don't have a family that kind of whip around and, and, and assist in some way. Um, but yeah, no, I I tend to run very early or very late so that we don't really impact family time. But yeah. 
and you see all the sunsets and sunrises as well so it's like double win um and he he's asked about like the colds and the injuries and stuff but we already covered that with the other people so hopefully that's fine for you there adrian and then one last question from him how does how does rav deal with those days where she wakes up and her body simply says not today rav i don't have too many of them Yay. <laughs> I don't really have too many of them. Yeah, I mean, I have to force myself up. So what I do is in my uh, bathroom, my running clothes exist in there. So the night before, I'll already have put out the next day's load of running clothes. So there is nothing else to get changed into mm-hmm. if I'm running first thing. So it's, I, I am on autopilot, don't forget. You know, you kind of get up, you run, and you do your thing, unless I'm obviously doing something and I need to be somewhere very early. So yeah, I do have days where I don't really want to run, and not every run is lovely. Mm. You know, we're not going to lie. I don't believe in people that say every run is all high fives and smiles. Actually, no. Sometimes your body is a little bit like, nah, I don't really want to do it. But I would say then, when you have a run streak, it forces you outside anyway. You kind of like don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very simple, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. That's some great questions there from Adrian. So thank you so much for sending them in if you are watching now, Adrian, Um, or if you are listening on the podcast later, because my next job tonight will be to podcast this and put it out. So don't worry if you've missed it. You can also listen to it on the podcast. But we just need to, before we go, talk about the charity that you're now raising money for, um, because you want to, you've run, you're going to run a thousand days and you want to raise a thousand pounds to kickstart this well Kenya so we've got a little film um, that we're gonna watch just now is now a good time or do you want to tell us about yeah. it a little bit first shall we um, watch the film first yeah I'll just give you a quick intro so um, this t-shirt that I'm wearing right now and the banners that are behind me um, are for a social enterprise that I am business partners in with a guy called Chris Cooper uh, it's called Runners Heal um, so if you ever see we run this written on slogans on t-shirts that's who we are and basically every shirt that we sell provides a month's worth of school meals to um, a child in Kenya um, in a region in Turkana. So, you know, a lot of people have bought these t-shirts. We've done, uh, I think we've just tipped over a, th- a million meals mark now. Wow. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a really great enterprise to be involved in. We're not strictly a charity. We are a social enterprise. Um, but... Yeah, I guess, as I was sort of saying to you earlier, I know, I mean, I love attention, don't get me wrong. And I have been very fortunate that a lot of opportunities come my way and then I grab them because I'm an opportunist and I will milk them for every ounce that I can get. However, with all of the attention that's coming towards me for Run Street 1000, I feel like I need to do something else. And as much as it can be a great day to do Run With Rav, actually, it's not enough and 2020 if anything has shown us that actually we need to do something that's more positive that being human is actually far more important you know uh, we've been separated from all of the people that we love this year we've all been apart and actually it's love and it's faith and it's hope that brings us all together so chris uh will regularly go out to um kenya and he will go and do the meal drops and we've got uh, a whole suite of schools that we go and provide these school meals to and it's lovely because he goes and hand delivers them all so we know where the funds are going um he went back in october uh just after the last lockdown lifted so he was able to go and what he saw out there was he went to one of 
the schools um, where we've got, but I think the floodwaters had come in and the schools, because it was all, they're all mud huts, had been partially destroyed. But the school children were still playing on the site, you know, and they were, and they were playing. And so he started to speak to them all. They get really excited when they see Chris rock up um, and, and the team. And uh, some of them took his sunglasses and, were ta- and so he said, oh, can I take some pictures of you guys? So he took some pictures. And then some of the kids decided to walk to the local well. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll come with you guys. I'll take some pictures of, of the scenery because he's also a photographer. And the landscape shots out there were beautiful. Yeah. Although that he could see that a lot of the village had been uh, damaged by these floods. When he was with these children, he, and that's what we'll see in this video in a minute, you can see the shock on his face, but you'll also see the colour of the water that they pulled out of the well. Yeah. And this is the water that they're drinking. And when he showed it to me when he came back, I just said, we, and I think we're both very much in agreement, we've both got children of a similar age to those kids that he saw. Would we be okay with our children drinking dirty water? No. Like, no, we wouldn't. So why am I okay with someone else's child drinking dirty water? So the plan is to build a well. And we're going to use the next year. Uh, we've set up a crowdfunder. So Run Street 1000 will be the launch of this year-long campaign that we're going to do to uh, to build a well. In Fantastic. This village. So, Such yeah, a great I'm idea. Yeah, I'm hoping people, as many people as possible, take part in Run With Ralph. My request will be that, you know, we spend money on a cup of coffee and we all spend money on a bottle of water. Yeah. But if people donate that to this instead, we could actually, as a collective, we don't all have to donate very much, but if all of us donated a cup of coffee or the price of a bottle of water, then actually as a collective, we could a whole community, a lifeline that's sustainable. And it's not a, you know, it's not a sticky plaster. It's actually something that has longevity within it and has a real impact on the lives of so many. So yeah, that's what's in this video. Yeah, that's amazing. We'll just quickly watch it. And I think, I don't know if we're, we can speak over it, but I'll, I'll play it anyway. Um, I think it's here. Yeah, here we go. So this is the well. And yeah. So here in the middle of the desert, big open space. But then behind me is a hole so deep. And that's where they basically climb down, throw a bucket, fish up the water, pull it back up. And it's it's browny orangey colour. I just can't I can't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah, so that's disgusting, isn't it? That water that was just there. Really horrible brown water in such a deep hole. What if someone fell down that as well? Exactly. Health and safety nightmare. So if everybody just, instead of buying a bottle of water, just gave one pound or two pounds to your charity, it'd only take 500 people, really, if we all gave two quid. Yeah, and the thousand pounds is just purely to help us. I think the survey that is going to cost us it's going to cost us around 700 pounds to get the survey done yeah we'll be working with some agencies over there just to sort of see how much it would cost so once we've got the survey done we'll know what the ballpark figure is and it will be between 15 to 20 grand so the 1000 pounds is just a ballpark if we make if we manage to sort of 
get more than that on the day, then wonderful, because it will just go into the larger pot that we're going to be crowdfunding for. But we will spend a whole year trying to trying to do as well. But this yeah. will be a little start towards it. Yeah. Oh, you say you'll have to keep running for a, another whole year, really, now to to, to <laughs> keep up with the momentum. Yeah. We're very lucky. We have the most amazing ambassador family out there, um, and you know, they represent us across the globe really proudly. Um, and I, you know, I know that we'll all pull together and we'll find different ways to do things um, that will hopefully get us to this total before too long. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a noble cause, isn't it? So anybody who's listening or, or watching, um, then definitely, um, sorry, the cat is just, I think he, he's just come in through the open door and he's just harassing us now. Um, but yeah, it's a really noble cause. Um, and I just hope that doing this, show and doing and doing the podcast version as well i hope that you'll get a few more people signing up um as well just because it's it's really awesome to just be involved in such a grassroots project where you clearly see there is a thing that needs doing quick let's go and address that so that's awesome um and uh, simon says to you that you'll definitely survive when the run streak ends <laughs> but, yeah i've got visions of you doing other things and and now you've got this um this well to focus on as well like that's just like double trouble isn't it you're gonna be all guns blazing for that um well, that's absolutely brilliant it's been like so good to speak to you tonight rav i'm so pleased that you came on the show um and um i just want to say thank you um for coming on and telling us all about the run streak and telling us all about the charity and um uh, so just finally where can everybody follow you um and find out more just give us okay. a little so uh before i go actually i just want to quickly do a bit of other promotion if that's okay with you yeah go for it so runners heel is obviously one part of my business partnering and we are at runners heel on instagram and twitter and you can find us um, on both of those platforms i am at rav villain on instagram and on twitter so i'm very, fairly easy to find um but my other business partner is uh, uh an award-winning poet called running mr jones yay some of you may have heard of um and we created this I'm just talking about like it's Christmas. You have some. I've got have one too. <laughs> Ta da! Hey! <laughs> I'm so prepped. <laughs> winning calendars. We didn't even plan this. <laughs> I know, that's so funny. So, yes, we, we created this calendar for runners, and uh, Claire, you can probably show them rather than me, but Sunday has got a different name in the running calendar. Oh, it has. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Oh, wow. Run day. Yeah, yeah oh. so the calendar is full of 12 of um, Al's inspirational, motivational running poems. Um, and we are fast selling out of these. They're just like Brilliant. the perfect Christmas gift. <gasps> they are the perfect Christmas gift. I'm planning, yeah. the reason mine is right next to my desk is I've got calendar social posts tomorrow. So I'm doing an Instagram post oh, on this tomorrow. Thank you. Um, but for you, has he made a special one which says run day, run day, run day, run day, run day, run day, <laughs> run day across? <laughs> Do you know what? I should have. <laughs> I think it's tempting fate too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of its, its own entity. Yeah. Um, I, I love his poems. They're just so inspirational. Um, right. I love, yeah. I love the calendar. And then our other baby project was the book, which you've got a copy of. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yes, this one, um, Book of the Year at the Running Awards um, 2020. So, yeah, we're really proud of both. 
Um, and I'm just telling you all about them because I think you should be proud and celebrate all of the things that you get involved in. And I'm ridiculously happy that both of the two business ventures that I'm involved in to do with running um, are doing ridiculously well. So I kind of wanted to do a bit of a shout out to that one as well, as well as this one. Brilliant. Yes, I should have I should have thought that because you're involved with both of those. So I will put links to the calendar and the book as well, um, as well as the Runners Heal um, charity fundraiser um, in the show notes if you're if you're listening on the podcast and in the YouTube film description if you are watching on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for everyone watching. That's, it's been fab um, and everybody says uh, oh, there's some lovely comments Nadia says thanks what an inspiration and Paul Feely says awesome interview Rav inspirational so I've yeah, had some very kind really... I think we all inspire each other to be fair you'll be surprised uh, the number of people who give me that extra push to get out every day oh, that's a really nice thing to say yeah Oh, that's fantastic. It's been lovely to meet you on Skype and um, hopefully we'll be able to run together. Like, uh, seeing as you live so close, it'll be great to get out together and do some stuff sometime. Um, so this is not the last that Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel will be hearing from Rav, definitely. No, I will be back, but we'll yes. be on a trail next time. <laughs> I'll be back. Fantastic. Um, well, we'll say good night to everyone now. Um, and yeah, join me next Wednesday for an, another very inspiring guest. But thank you so much, Rav. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> night, everyone. Bye. <laughs>Hi, it's Claire here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. These live chats take place every Wednesday evening at 6.30pm UK time on Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel. And the link is in the show notes. I just wanted to let you know that you can find this and loads more advice and inspiration and gear tests all about trail and ultra running on my YouTube channel, Wild Ginger Running. There are training tips, advice from elite athletes, top coaches, nutritious recipes, key exercises, injury prevention information, and tons of trail kit reviewed from running packs to poles, waterproofs to head torches, GPS watches, and shoes, 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 and did I mention shoes? I've been going for a few years now, so there's a huge archive of content to help you out with your trail and ultra running. To quickly and easily find the information you need, simply type your query into the Google search box and then write wild ginger running after it. Then Google will show you whatever blog posts or films I have on that topic. Give it a try. And if you appreciate listening and all the information that I share on YouTube, you're also very welcome to support me on Patreon, which gets you some additional excellent perks and the chance to win some awesome prizes. For as little as the price of a cup of coffee every month, patrons get discounts, extra films, access to the exclusive Facebook and Strava groups, the chance to ask questions to every live chat guest, plus automatic entry into my monthly competition to win £400 worth of trail and ultra running gear. There are only about 150 patrons, so the odds on a win are way better than the lottery. Interested? Find me at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Thanks for listening, guys. Have fun, enjoy your run, and I'll see you on the trails.